You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome, everybody. It's another episode of Can We Talk? It's your boy, Eric. We're here with the usual suspects, Anthony, Shayna. We got a new, I guess, a guest host now. Paige is <laughs> back with us for the second week in a row. And we have a special guest, Catherine Workman. Catherine is here. She is a life coach, author, speaker, and entrepreneur. Catherine is the founder and owner of Our Hair Addiction, LLC, and Love and Mind Publishing Group, LLC. Welcome, Catherine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. I want to thank you for joining us. My friend Damien, y'all know Damien, right? Yes. Right. Damien sent me uh, sent me Catherine's information. You know, she joined us. You know, we were kind of busy on and off the last couple of weeks, but she joined us this week. So we're, ha- we're happy and excited to have you part of this discussion. And I'm definitely looking forward to learning more about what you do as a life coach and your, your companies. And yeah, I'm excited. Thank you so much. It yeah. is such a pleasure to be here. Oh, it's no yeah, problem. I'm so excited. It's no problem. So y'all, how was y'all week? It was an eventful week for me. Had a lot of stuff, weddings to go to. Um, got drunk. No, no, yes, <laughs> yes. Got really drunk last night. I came in a little bit uh, hungover, but it's all right. What about y'all? What y'all do? Same old, same, same old. old. Same old, same old. Yeah. Just being a mom. Yeah. And dealing nope. with that. No concerts? I feel like y'all had to go to a concert at some point recently. Um, I mean, I did order, like, uh, I watched a a rap battle pay per view last night. Like, what? <laughs> no, they still I still mean, got those. Like, yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Like, um, uh, URL Ultimate Rap League. Shout out to Quest McCody and Marv One. Uh, no, they had like out. they had like a good like battle card. I was gonna talk about it in my two cents, but uh, it was pretty good, man. It was okay. it was worth the money. Uh, seven great like six great battles back to back. It was great. Awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, Paige, I want to get into something you wanted to talk about first. Um, it was the gold. <laughs> Remind me, what is it? What is it called again? Oh, uh, it's Gold TV. Gold TV. Yes. I want you to go ahead and talk about Gold TV because I know this is important. I was hoping it's something that I could you were last. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, Gold TV is a. It's gonna be a online uh television mm-hmm. network. Um, we're gonna start uh as an online platform, but pretty much it's just uh for all content creators, and we're opening it up with you know our original content that we have dropping um we're starting out with three or four shows uh it's not going to drop until well it's not going to launch until next year but um we're already starting to like cast for some of the roles and stuff like that for for the shows we're doing a docuseries we're doing a web series and we're even going to branch off into like you know some uh what do you call those it's not like a podcast but uh One of those like round table like a discuss- talk show, like, yeah. Yeah. like the show. view. Like yeah. That. Yeah, but not the view. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. It's gonna be better than the view. <laughs> Everything's better than the view. <laughs> I, I just always think of like, you know, older women in their like fifties talking about current events and right. stuff like that. So and Raven Simone. Yeah. So. <laughs> and, and Raven, right. I mean, so what got you inspired to create this? Um, well, I've been I've always wanted to uh, kind of create my own platform mm. to do con well to provide content. Uh, I actually just started. I mean, I don't know. I just had the idea like I want my own TV station. Yeah, I mean TV network. So I was just like, uh, we can do this, oh, and that's dope. And I just started, you know, putting it into place. 
So, uh, and also I want to um, create kind of like a community mm. for other content creators, um, whether it be, you know, mm. writers, directors, actors, um, just people who do vlogs yeah. or, you know, blog blogging, anything to just um, be able to share their stuff on a common network. Yeah. So. I love the fact that you give people control of their own content. I feel like a lot yeah. of times everyone's trying to get like a network deal, you know, um, you know, get picked up by these big co- uh, corporations, but it's so much value in it, being able to, to have your own creative creativity, creative control, and kind of do what you want to do. Yeah, that's uh that's the idea because I um I couldn't get a network deal, so you never know. <laughs> so so I decided that hey, why why not give other people the opportunity to yeah. you know put their stuff on the platform, yeah. in in which you know they could see a multiple amount of things from mm. you know people that look like us yeah so and that's where that's where youtube changed the game like you don't yeah, have to worry exactly. about like as long as you got the followers and you're marketing yourself you can really rise up and, and do some great things so mm-hmm. that's exciting i'm excited for that uh we're gonna go ahead and get into uh the current events so who here i'm gonna preface this by saying who here gets these crazy phone calls from these all these places that you don't know where they're coming from is just telemarketers. I've called like, myself. So you called? <laughs> yeah, Wait, like what? I, when I, I looked at my phone, it said Shayna. Because they were calling me from using my <laughs> Wait, number. Call- wow. Seriously? Wow. Yeah. We've been trying to reach you about your car's extended warranty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's nuts. Well, the FCC, this was this past Thursday, they passed a ruling that allows and encourages cell phone companies to block robocalls by default. Uh, it allows it. It, it encourages it. <laughs> but they don't have to do it for free. They don't, they don't yeah. have to turn it on by default. Yeah. Yeah. I but encourage I, my daughter to do her math homework. <laughs> but but at, least, I at least feel happy that they're, they see it's an issue. Because I feel like over the past two years, it's been getting out of control. Like getting calls from all over the place. And there's numbers that kind of look like people you know. Yeah. yeah. It's like, oh, yeah. 248, 313. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. if you call it back, like my mom, she was like, somebody called me and I called them back and she said she ain't called me. I'm like, why? <laughs> she probably didn't call you. Right. They probably used her number so yeah. that, because it looks similar to yours yeah. to get yeah. you to answer the phone. And I got a horrible story about that. So, um, Someone sent me a message out the blue. They were like, stop calling me. Like, why are you calling me right now? <laughs> like, they sent a text message. And I'm like, I don't know, you know, who you are. It was like, you called me like eight times. You don't, you never leave a message. I'm like, sir, I'm sorry. Like, I don't know who this is. But this guy was getting upset with me. Like, bro, I, this is, this is the government conspiracy. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't do it. I had nothing <laughs> to do with this. A moment. It was so, yeah. it was messed up. I was like, oh, this is out of control because they're using our numbers. I'm mm-hmm. sure they're selling our data. Yeah. And yeah, it's it's a mess. Um, so I'm glad that the government is kind of potentially doing something regarding that. Get a gold star. Get they get a gold star. Yeah. Um, I have noticed on my phone that when people are calling me about my imaginary warranty on my car, <laughs> that the phone does say scam likely. Oh, like, I don't get that. Yeah, that's like what? instead of a number listed, it says scam likely. So I don't answer it. What uh, company do you have? Uh, I have Metro PCS. Uh, uh-huh. Oh, dang, Metro stepping their game up. Do you yeah. have a spam call app on your phone? Uh, I don't. It just automatically just says scam likely when a number that I don't recognize is calling me. Mm. Mm. Smart. Well, <laughs> on a different note, no, this, is not, this won't be too bad. Uh, so you all know the whole abortion law sort of being um, overturned in a lot of these states. So the University of Alabama Board of Trustees has voted to return $21.5 million from his name is Huge Covenhouse. He is a, a donor for, for University of Alabama. Uh, and they want to take his name off the law school because he 
it's sort of prompting them to say speak out against abortion law, right? Mm. And so, do you think it's right for the university to sort of take away the or return the twenty one million dollars because he feels that the abortion law is bad? Like, shouldn't it be encouraged? Like, what are your thoughts? I feel like that's a little bit extreme. That's a lot of money, twenty one point five million dollars, and they're just gonna give it back to him because they don't believe it with his thoughts. I mean, it just demonstrates how swiftly they can re- they can react to things because yeah. when we have complaints about uh, buildings on campus being named after racists, they right. move slow or they try to act like, oh, that was just a time or, you know, yeah. whatever. So it demonstrates they can act swiftly. Yeah. I just think that, um, I mean, obviously the university has to take a distinct stance from sort of siding with any of these policies because they are a government institution, right? So I understand they want to avoid that. But again, we have our own opinion. So if the donor feels like, hey, he doesn't agree with this abortion law, um, or he feels that abortion rights or right for women for, for, to choose uh, whether they want to have abortion is, you know, something he believes in, why would the university then say, hey, you know, we don't stand by this? And I, I just think it's it's weird. Um but unfortunately, it's going to be a lot of issues we deal with this, you know, further down the line, especially dealing with the, you know, the, the the taking away of our rights in terms of just women's right to choose and abortion laws and that and such. So that was a piece of news I thought was kind of important to relay. Another one, I don't know if you all saw yesterday, Russia and the United States had a almost a collide with their uh, their Navy ships. So the U.S. Navy says that an unsafe and unprofessional maneuver by Russia nearly destroyed one of their U.S. missile cruisers in the Philippines. Uh, the Russian warship came about 50 to 100 feet away from the U.S. Um, Chancellorville, which is the, the Russian, sorry, the U.S. missile ship. And Russia's denying it. They're saying that it wasn't them. It wasn't their fault. <laughs> and that uh, it was the U.S. fault for coming that close. Uh, <laughs> when, is, when is this whole Russia-U.S. thing? I, I just feel like this is a ploy to get Donald Trump off the hook. Like, hey, you know, we don't really like Russia. You know, this is an issue. What's going on? What's going on with the state of affairs in this country? Look at it as the opposite. Isn't it kind of like put him on the hook? No, I wouldn't say so. Because it's it's the whole. I think the situation is that they feel that Donald Trump is being used by Russia. So this is a ploy to say, like, hey, they don't have a great relationship. There's tension. Mm. Who knows? That sounds like like nine news. Yeah, like man, I almost crashed my car today. Still yeah. though, think about yeah. 50, two, two U.S. miss. Like think about how big these things are. They came yeah. within fifty feet of each other. Uh-huh. Like that is yeah, that's a near miss. They said that the U.S. ship had to hit reverse, you know, go top speed. So this could have been you know a diplomatic issue that we face. So you it's know more to the story. It's, it probably is. It probably is. <laughs> yeah. Um. And then we had to have Pride Week in Detroit this weekend, and apparently the neo-Nazis tried to, I don't know, intimidate people downtown. I don't um, know why. Like, I've never seen them at the African World Festival. Never. Why would they go to Pride? Yeah. I mean, because they're neo-Nazis. That's, that's probably <laughs> they have why. new enemies. Because it's, it's something that's popping, and it's something that's popping that doesn't fall in line with what they, uh, what they believe in. Yeah. I mean, did y'all hear about the straight parade they're trying to have in, in Boston? Yeah. I just it's ridiculous it's almost like the all lives matter type thing like oh but the parade grand marshal will be Milo Yiannopoulos oh god 
Who's married? He was, yeah. <laughs> to a man. Yes. <laughs> but who's also a white supremacist, allegedly. So that's, yeah. Wow. I don't think there's any allegedly. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, so that's what we're dealing with in this country. Who knows? Who knows? But, um,. I look at Milo and Candace Nicole in the same light. It's that they're professional trolls. I mean, they made a career out of this. Which like, one? Who's Candace? Candace Owens. Candace Owens. Owens. My bad. My bad. Candace Owens. Uh, yeah, they're just professional trolls in my opinion. So like, Candace-, well, Candace Owens is very dangerous. She actually went in <laughs> to a hearing and was talking that shit. <laughs> Candace's issue is that people who, on the Republican side, I'll just put it that way, they take her word as being just gospel, right? They'd be like, oh, you know, she, she's black and she thinks that um, immigration is bad. And it's just so, it's so toxic. And she's a, a horrible person. <laughs> horrible who representative. I, horrible representative. <laughs> I do believe it is dangerous. But I do think these people, and this is probably like the most disturbing part of it, is that this is a nine to five for them. Uh-huh. Milo, Candace, yeah. Alex Jones, yeah. it's a nine to five. Yeah, they get yeah. a lot of money to do these things. And that that's the, the unfortunate part. And I just hope that we can get this reverted somehow. I don't know if this the new election next year is going to change anything. I doubt it. I got. I feel like Calvin last week. I think Trump might get reelected, and this is going to kind of continue. But that's one of those things where you hear where it hurts you, but when you really think about it, you're like, oh, he might be right. Yeah, it's yeah, like I wouldn't be surprised. Like, yeah, that's exactly you what wouldn't. Yeah, yeah, at this point. So that's my two cent. Um, Shayna, hip hop corner. Did you have any? Any good songs that come out? Any any music that came out this week? Been some news. Yeah, Crit announced that he was yes. going to drop um, his album. Crit is here. Okay. He dropped a new single called Crit Here. I didn't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> it was, honestly, it was all right, but his, it's too much. It's like it's got the, the it's horns, got a lot going on. It's got the horns. It's got the sped up sample. Mm. I'm like, he, he's doing a lot. Uh, <laughs> I will say though that his visuals have been you know a one lately yes they have man listen as far as big crit uh you know the crit is here as a callback to the you know um yeah his uh yeah his crit was here his critically acclaimed mixtape that got him on the map um i think my thing about big crit is i feel like he and i I don't blame him from an artist marketing perspective he's kind of going with what the culture is in hip-hop right Mm -hmm. now which is the great sounding trap beats but we all love him for rapping over the soulful country yes, rap beats. Mm-hmm. And I get it if he has to make a change, like, you know, like marketing wise, financially wise, I'm there mm-hmm. for him. But I think we we seeing like I think we're seeing a transition to crit that not everybody's going to be mm-hmm. down with. The I'm sec- still going to be a fan. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm still going to be a fan, too. The sad <laughs> part is that there are still people out here saying, who is big crit? So mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. I, I think he's just really trying to he has to because mm-hmm. it's just like I'm not I'm about to be. 40, yeah. you know, <laughs> and I need, you know, to break ground somehow, even it's gotta, though it's got to happen. Yeah. I mean, do you, you think know. these artists are kind of forced to evolve or like, could you keep your own? Like, could you keep your own identity without having to change who you are as an artist, like especially nowadays? <laughs> yes. But the but the parts won't always fit a complete whole. You yeah. can still keep yourself, but it will be distorted parts to yeah. the whole. If that makes sense. Absolutely. Even mm. J. Cole had to do it with workout. Um, when yeah. he he dropped that as his first like major single, mm-hmm. and it blew up, and you know he took off from there. But he still did end up staying true to himself. Yeah. But he had to use that, you know, as his stepping stone, his like you know thing yeah. to level up. So I don't know. I'm still holding out hope because like when um what is it? Forever is a mighty long time. I mean that was just. Mm-hmm. Like one of the greatest albums of that year, so I'm still holding out hope that this is going to be great. You know, it's just yeah. a single. Yeah, I don't always judge yeah. an album based off the single. 
I don't think it was a really serious single to it. It's, it almost sounded like, you know, something that's at the beginning of the album. Mm-hmm. So, but you, something to throw you off until he throws the real at you. Yeah. But you would think yeah. you want your single to be, you know, banging. Like, you want to come out the gate. But Crit is hard yeah. because he's his, he's different. You yeah. know, he's, he's not. established. Yeah, yeah. So it's hard to come out with a single that's not going to, like, give you everything that sure. Crit has. Yeah. And people go, people are going to, like, love it or it's going to be like a radio single. Yeah. So. So have you, um, speaking to our, our guest host, have you heard of the Beyonce scandal that's happened? Scandal. Wait, oh, wait. Well, it's no, not even a scandal, a scandal, but it's like, it's like a, like, you know what happened, they're right? They're trolling her. They're, uh, they're, yeah, well, they're trolling the wife. They're, they're trolling. Like, so yeah. Beyonce and Jay-Z were at a game and I yeah. believe, um, was it the league owner's wife? Or? Yes. 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 Yeah, the, um. The the owner of the um, Golden State Warriors. That's his wife, his fiance, or something yeah. like that. The owner's wife was leaning over to talk to Jay Z, and Beyonce was sitting in the middle. And then the Beehive got irritated because it looked like Beyonce was a little irritated that the woman was talking across her to Jay Z. Yeah. And they, you know, they they dragged her on social media. Um, she says she got death threats and she had to leave social media. Huh? I, I think that's a bit extreme. It is. Um, I think it's a bit extreme. Beyonce body language. It did display some stuff but mm. it's the same as jay-z is they both give the same energy yeah. when they're around the opposite sex um right. but the beehive I, th- I think that was very unnecessary it's just, yeah yeah i mean do you think she just doesn't trust them anymore like they were having an innocent conversation i think and with I that go ahead go ahead i was gonna say they was having an innocent, innocent conversation yes it was kind of rude for her to kind of reach over like speak over i i agree with that but Okay, I understand that. But at the end of the day, whether Beyonce trusts or doesn't trust Jay-Z anymore, that labels itself under not our business. Yes, absolutely. At the end of the day, that's not our business. You know what I mean? I agree. You're in the public sphere, though. I understand you're a star. I get it. But if Beyonce brings Jay-Z to a Coachella performance and everybody says, oh, why'd you bring him? He cheated. That's her husband, man. (laughs) That's the father of her kids. Like, what are you talking about? Of course. Yeah. This this fandom though, this little beehive thing is kind of it's scary when we think about it. it I is think scary. like being a stand like or standhood is just just scary. Period. Where like people don't think like celebrities or people that they that are in the public like that they hold to high esteem can't do any wrong. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's like yeah. a guy like yeah, yeah. yeah. When someone tries to hold them accountable or gives them constructive criticism, yeah. like people go on full attack. Yeah. Now. They're the internet Nazis. That's, yeah, that's true. So. Yeah. Some of them ain't even really a Beyonce fan. They're just adding to the madness to be trolls. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And that plays right into the whole social media madness. So, yeah. you know, people are trolling magazine. just because they're not doing anything but being on their phones for hours. That is true. So. I forgot to add from that game. Another thing happened. I guess it's more of a current event. So, um, Kyle Laurie, oh, yeah. it's a point guard. For uh, Toronto, he fell into the crowd, and then one of the investors, he's like a minority investor uh, for Golden State, he pushed him while he was like on the sideline trying to get himself up, and it was like a big, um, big outlash about it. The minority investor, I think, he got suspended from attending any games. I think for the rest of the year, for a year, or for a year. Okay, and so that was a big deal. It was like you know, this is my office. You, can't, I can't come to your office and touch you. Right, so why would you touch me? Um, but he failed, correct? He fa- no, but he was nowhere <laughs> no, near him. He though was, uh, he reached over and yeah, pushed. Yeah, he reached him. over and pushed. Oh, okay. Yeah, so that was like a big outrage on social media. Um, and I kind of agree with with the the players. Like, don't touch me. If I accidentally fall into the into the court, the court side seats, you don't have a right to touch me. 
especially if you're like three or four people away. Yeah. No. <laughs> right, yeah, don't don't put your hands on me. So that was that was some drama over there. And but they fired him like five hundred K, which is yeah. like a hundred dollars. Right, yeah, because he's a billionaire. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. he's nothing. an investor. He's right. <laughs> still, still lost money though, so yeah. Anything else for hip hop corner? That was it. Yeah. I mean, I ain't really got anything for two cents. Um, I figured out that um if you play Return of the Mac when it's raining, it don't make it stop raining. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what? That's, that's what I thought was going. I really, I'm like, maybe if I play this, the sun was gonna just yeah. <laughs> oh man, so that, no movies, nothing. That, that just stole the show of my whole success right there. We can we right. can move on straight up to Catherine. Right. That was a great that was a great opener. Right. That was an opener. Good job. Oh uh, uh, yeah, so we were pleased to have Catherine here with us. Um, and I told you a little bit about her. She's a, a life coach, uh, entrepreneur. Um, so, so Catherine, tell me a little bit about some stuff that you're working on. Um, I know you said you have a hair care, uh, company as well as a, uh, was it a, not media company, a, um, book publishing, book publishing company. Yes. So tell us a little bit about yourself and your background. Okay. So, um, I am 33 and I have uh, two children. Uh, my daughter is 16. My son is 11. Um, I grew up in Detroit. Uh, near Shane and 94, so the oh, east side of east Detroit. Side. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> fellow east sider as well. Yeah, so. but that, <laughs> that is great. <laughs> um, so just what I'm doing right now is I'm currently working on my, um, my coaching program. Um, I started my hair company in 2017, mm-hmm. and that's our hair addiction. And that is, that's been a ride. <laughs> um, but I've, I've recently, um, gotten two partners. So yeah. that is awesome because yeah. that takes, I, I'm able to take my hats off. I had yeah. like a million hats on and I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going crazy. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> no, it's, it's still great though. And, uh, my book publishing company is, uh, Love and Mind Publishing Group. Mm-hmm. And, um, we actually published my son's, uh, first book when he was nine. So mm-hmm. that was two years ago. Um, and that's titled The Love Book. That's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And I derived from just, just some family tragedy we had going on and, you know, he wrote about it. So that was awesome. So, um, and with my coaching, um, so pretty much what I do is I study behaviors. Mm -hmm. I've been studying behaviors for quite some time and, um, I just genuinely love people. Mm -hmm. I love everybody. Right. And, um, I love to help people. So I'm like the problem solver. Right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And, um, if you have a problem, I'm going to try to help you solve it to the point where you won't need me. So, mm. you know, um, so that's that's just a little bit. Okay. okay. <laughs> I'm a little nervous, but oh, so, no, I'm, I'm warming up. I'm warming up. So it's, <laughs> it's cool. It's cool. I like being here with you guys. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. So it sounds like you're doing a lot of stuff, a lot of great things. Yeah. So what kind of what was the inspiration behind, you know, getting that start, especially with the hair care um, products that you're doing? Um and in sort of where are your products already placed in stores? So, so yeah, tell us about that. Okay. So, um, it's online. Mm-hmm. So we're online. Um, mm-hmm. how that started was I was like, okay, um, it's, it's our hair addiction. Cause mm-hmm. I've been like a hair addict all my life. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, that was the perfect title. Um, and so when I first started it, I was like, okay, so I'm going to sell, um, wigs, bundles, you mm-hmm. know, frontal closures, things like that. But then I wanted to, I'm like, everybody can do that. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what? can set me apart like 
what why my why I'm always like searching for my why and I wanted to be meaningful um so I went back to the drawing board and I was like okay um I want to incorporate helping people mm-hmm. so then I started to create this program to donate wigs throughout Michigan uh to women who are experiencing hair loss due mm-hmm. to chemotherapy um just you know alopecia and and so I wanted to make it make sense um, so then that, that's something that we do as, um, we, uh, donate wigs throughout Michigan mm-hmm. and, um, it's been out of pocket so far, but I'm building relationships with Beaumont and Carmano's and, mm-hmm. um, Henry Ford hospital. So that, that's been like awesome wow. and bringing my partners on board. We're actually able to do more now. So like, we're actually, um, getting into doing like the home shows, like hair mm-hmm. parties, like, like a jury party. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, we're starting like the hair parties and just, we are working to become a household name. <laughs> that's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. And so, uh, with your life coaching, I did kind of want to talk about a broader topic within that, um, trying to find balance within our own lives. Like how, what are, what are some advice you give people? Especially we're dealing with so much stuff. We're working, you know, we have, you know, financial obligations. Some many have, you know, children. How do you find balance within yourself? And what are some advice you give to other people to get that balance? Okay. So um finding balance within yourself is something that you actually have to you have to be all in on that journey mm-hmm. to just figure out what's going on. So you can't like half ass it. Yes. Okay, so you can't like half-ass it. So something that I um I initially just like meet with, with my clients and I just figure out what's going on with them. And so I have to make sure that my coaching is not like therapy, mm-hmm. right? So I have to be like careful. So I'm yeah. walking that fine line because we have to figure out like where – where it originates from our mm-hmm. problems that we have in. So we have to go back and that's like, like therapy. Mm-hmm. Um, but it originates from something. Everything originates from something. And I just, um, I just help people to just figure out where it went wrong at what point. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I listen to them talk and pretty much they tell me exactly like mm-hmm. what's going on with them. But, um, I just let them know. Um, so first I feel like, Prayer is everything. Mm -hmm. Um, So I incorporate prayer in my coaching. Everybody Mm -hmm. doesn't want prayer, though. (laughs) I don't I don't push it on people like one like this one dude was like, hey, I think you're a really great coach. But my family and I, we don't pray. So we don't we're not going to go with you. And I'm like, oh, you know, that's 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 completely Uh, fine. But but I'm like, I I do feel like there is always a higher energy, a higher being than us. And Mm -hmm. um and it's just, it's just, it just depends. Like I don't treat each client the same. Mm-hmm. I kind of go according to like the personality and the, and the situations of it all and just create like a specific program just for that individual. Yeah. If that makes sense. It does. It does. Yeah. And so, oh, sorry. No, I was going to ask, um, does every new client give you goosebumps or do you feel like, um, do you, do you, so you, so you approach every new client, like not, not the same way. Like, like what, what is it like just coming into like a person's life? You know what I mean? Even for that small moment to help them with something. I'm really energy sensitive. So mm-hmm. that's, so when I first started my coaching, I had to be mindful of that. Mm-hmm. The energies that I allow in my life. When I get on a call, I am pumped. Mm-hmm. I am like, yes. Like, mm-hmm. um, when okay, so initially I listen to the voice as people pay attention to their body language, and some call me and they just be like, 
so sad, so depressed, just so down. Mm-hmm. And during that call, regardless if I if I'm hired to be their coach or not, my job is to feed them energy. When they get mm-hmm. off the phone with me, I want them to be like, okay, today is a good day. Like regardless yeah. if if I'm hired or not. Um, so that's something that I pay attention to. So, but I'm always like pumped. It, it feeds me to to fuel people. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's how I feel during a call. I am. I, I love a challenge. So it doesn't matter like what walk of life you come from or what your um, professional titles or anything are. I I um, I treat everybody the same. And so like even like for example, I had a a guy. He was uh he was battling with a sex addiction, mm-hmm. and I don't address the sex addiction itself. I mm-hmm. address uh how to. Control yourself, self control, mm-hmm. um, self awareness, self accountability, things like that. Um, I I couldn't take that person, yeah. <laughs> that yeah. client on for too long because it, it it became like it was becoming disrespectful to me. But um, that's just my approach mm-hmm. with it. So it's like okay, so I need you to be all in. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't do it for you. We have to do it together, and then I just address the behavior itself. Mm-hmm. So it's but I love it. I. I love it. Like, even when I have issues myself, mm-hmm. you know, because I'm human too. So yeah. some days I'd be like, oh, I don't want to be bothered or whatever. Um, if I know I have a call lineup, yeah. I'm like, okay, let's go. And then they yeah. actually, me helping them is actually they're helping me too. And they don't even know it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so so. Do, do, do other, and I'm always curious about this because I've talked to counselors and like therapists. Do other life coaches have other life life coaches for them? Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes, that is that's definitely needed, right? Yeah. I'm sure it gets a lot of baggage just kind of bringing on yeah. right. everybody else's stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it, it's good because I have I have a mentors and I have coaches as well that I reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm I'm just I'm a student, so I'm always you know I'm always soaking up knowledge and learning. Mm-hmm. So I feel like there's always new things that I can learn, and mm-hmm. we just pile all our ideas together and. Just, bring that energy to each other yeah Yeah. i'm always curious how people got into the professions they're in like what was it that drove you to that direction in terms of being a life coach um was it like an experience you had previously when you're younger or yeah i'm interested in your influences like what influences you well my parents um just my family in general nurtured me the very Mm. nurturing parents um so i've always had that love that Mm. you know um we grew up you know, poor or whatever, but, but we always maintain that love and that care and that poured into me and I pour that into my children and I mm-hmm. pour that into, um, the people that I'm around and people that I meet. And so, um, but I'm, I've always like had like this keen, this in, intuitive side, um, mm-hmm. where I could just feel what other people are, you know, feeling things like that. So, mm-hmm. um, just throughout my life, I'm just always like caring for people. And, um, I had three years ago, it was, it was something really tragic that happened uh, with our family. And, um, and then I was like, oh, so even through that, I was, I'm the person that everybody goes to. Mm-hmm. And so I'm trying to figure out how to hold myself up, how to hold mm-hmm. everybody else up. And, you know, just fast forward, um, in August, I, um, so I'm like currently on my leap of faith right now mm-hmm. because I, I uh, put a resignation into my job at uh, FCA, JNAP. Mm-hmm. And um, I was there for eight years as a forklift driver. Mm-hmm. 
And I was like, just after everything happened, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go all in. I am going to invest in myself. Something, you know, I dibble dabble and stuff like that. But I'm like, I'm going to really just like go all in this time. And um, and even when I wanted to go all in for myself, I was like, I need to help people. Like, yeah. that's, that's just something that I love. It just drives me. And so I... I even incorporate that with my hair company, um, you know, with the wigs and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And so it's just that's why I'm here. Yeah. Like I'm I'm here. That's my purpose. And when I took my leap, I was like, what is it? What is it? You know, I can do all these many things. And but mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Why am I here? Mm-hmm. And I, I found out why I'm here. Oh, that's awesome. So I'm happy. I'm so happy. So now I'm just working with that and just capitalizing on that. Yeah. You know, taking that leap, that's that's. That's something a lot of people are afraid to do. Like, you know, and then finding your purpose. Right. A lot mm-hmm. of people live their whole lives and they don't know why they're here. I'm mm-hmm. like relentless in finding the meaning mm-hmm. to everything. I'm like, I'm going to find it. I'm not going to let up. Yeah. <laughs> so you- I'm just, yeah, hard ass. <laughs> <laughs> I know this might sound a little cliche, but do you, did you, when you look back on it, was the answer already in front of your eyes that you were a person, that you were like the sunshine for other people, that you were, this source of inspiration and, and um, support for other people that you was this answer always in front of you. You just didn't notice it or. Absolutely. Um, I get so much feedback. I love people. I love animals. I love creation. So I'm always getting that feedback of how nurturing and caring I am um, and how I don't forget the, you know, what people would just like look over some people. Um, mm-hmm. But um, it's always been in my face, but I had to grow. I had to grow into it, if that makes sense. So, like, this leap has been, yeah, I saw this this clip from Steve Harvey. Like, you know, when you first take your leap, you're not going to fly immediately. You're going to mm-hmm. hit rocks. You're going to do this. You're going to get some skin tore off. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of that. Mm-hmm. All of that. Right? So, I am. make the jump. Yeah. yeah. I'm currently, if if you look at it from that perspective, I'm currently, um, my my clothes are tore, <laughs> but, but my scars are healing, and I'm able to stand up. And I'm like, yes, and I'm I'm right there at that other side of the sunshine where I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, so now my scars are healing, and I'm I'm currently working on new clothes and stuff right mm-hmm. now. Yeah. <laughs> really? So yeah, that's yeah. But it's always been in my face. It's just um, I had to grow into that person to be able to accept it, and it takes a thicker skin out mm-hmm. here. So. Okay. Yeah. So when you're working with your clients, do you kind of see like common things that a lot of people are kind of dealing with, like some common themes? Mm-hmm. Kind of yeah. Everybody going through something. Everybody yeah. is, like had like depressed. Uh, we all have like depressed moments and stuff like mm-hmm. that. But that's mostly what it is. Um, I'm good at mediation. So I take on clients um, that just need help with communication, mm-hmm. communication, anger management, um, like mediation and then just uh, being aware of self and building self-esteem and, and um, just learning how to pull yourself out of a rut. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, you, you have to you, you have to be the one to to be aware of yourself. Um, you can have help, but you still have to do that part yourself. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just glad because I feel like the stigma around mental health has been has dropped a little bit. Um, you starting to see a lot of people take advantage of, you know, services, counseling, therapy. Yeah. And I'm kind of glad we are, especially as in the black community too, because it was so stigmatized. Like, yeah. you were never depressed. It was like, oh, you better go, go outside or something, right? right. You know, think about something else. Um, or, or, and I'm just, I'm glad that people are sort of seeing or seeking your advice and seeking your, um, just expertise. It's a real thing. 
it's a it's a real thing. It really is. Mm. And and um, even when when we had um, tragedy in our family, and I had to seek counseling, I'm like, oh, I don't want to go to counseling. It was just like mm. something that was like a bad thing right. that in my mind, and um, so I didn't take it seriously uh, the first two. Um, it, but it's also important for me to be able to vibe with that person, and I'm talking to the energy has to be right but even yeah. then i was like oh i didn't take it seriously yeah. um but i did I, I tried it again and again so on my fourth time i was like okay you know what i'm actually here to participate mm-hmm. this time and it's not bad at all it's not a bad thing to reach out to help and to, to just be able to talk to somebody um it's not and i i know people who are schizophrenic i know people who are bipolar i know all type of people and i don't judge them and it's and um it's it's like it's really real, so mm-hmm. I don't think no one should ever um, just point point their finger or look down on someone just because they reach out for uh, help mentally. It's, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's a great thing. Yeah, we actually had an episode about that earlier on. We talked about uh, mental health in the black community. Yeah. As to you know, like I mean, even once upon a time and even today, it's also shrugged off as oh, you're just having a bad month, bad week. You know, like like you know, he's not crazy. He's just a little, you know. And it's not right to call somebody crazy either, but it's more so it was shrugged off yeah. when you have certain symptoms like depression or schizophrenia or stuff like that. It's just shrugged off like, oh, they're just, they're just different, yeah. you know? Yeah. It, yeah, it usually is. And I think that's, that's the unfortunate part, especially in our community where we just, we're not told. Cause I, I know in some communities, like you can be 10 years old and they're taking to therapy, right? And so it becomes normalized. Yeah. And for us, it's just sort of like, you know, that's what, you know, we don't do that. Like, it's just it's something a thin that we, line between you need help and you're crazy. Yeah. You know? Yeah. At least is. for the black community, I feel like if if you go to therapy, I mean, not anymore because, like mm-hmm. you said, the stigma is, is going out the window. But yeah. um, if you need help back, you know, back when it was a big thing, mm-hmm. it was just like, oh, you're going to therapy. Like, oh, he right. crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. where it's, it's not really that deep. Yeah. I mean, it's not that case. Yeah. Right. You know? <laughs> But I'm curious though, why was that? And this is open to everyone. Like, why, yeah. what was it? Where did that arise? Like, was it? I, I mean, think it may have came from a, you know, a lack of resources. Because yeah. mm-hmm. a lot of us, we, like, we may, a lot of, you know, like a lot of people, they go through trauma mm-hmm. and they just don't get the help. Yeah. And there's also, um, there's also pressure, you know, like being black in America, you know, you're supposed to, you're supposed to be the strong black man. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to be the strong black woman. Mm-hmm. If you got mental issues, you got to tell yourself, I can't have people sh- see me as this. They're not going to look at me as strong. They're yeah. going to look at me as weak. Yeah. Yeah. There's also that internal pressure, too, that yeah. came into it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So when you're dealing with um, a situation that may be, like, very tricky and, like, is, is out of your control, do you, like, refer them to a psychiatrist or, you know, other psychologists because you know there could be something where someone may be suicidal Mm -hmm. you know how how do you handle those situations yeah absolutely um so (laughs) i i'm currently like just working with other um just mental health um individuals now so like Mm -hmm. a psychiatrist uh hotlines things Mm -hmm. like that so i just refer them over Mm -hmm. um i I explain to them what i'm able to do and i explain to them what i'm not able to do and then but what I feel like I'm not just going to hand them over to just anybody. So I actually, you know, meet these people or I had a relationship with these people or was coached by these people previously. And I just, you know, send them over to them. Mm. Um, Not everyone accepts the help because Mm. when they reach out to me, they're like, Hey, I want you specifically, but if I can't help you, I'm not going to play like I can. 
Yeah. That's serious. Like suicide is serious. Yeah, you know, that's a lot of that is, is, is serious. And I, I've personally never um, had thoughts of suicide. So I definitely wouldn't even know how to uh, approach that. Hmm. Yeah. Well, you know. So in terms of like referrals, are you typically do like, how do you find your clients for the most part? So I, I'm in. Okay, so I suck at getting leads, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I'm on this lead generation website. That's oh. one way to get leads. And so um, people hire me there, and then I'm able to, like, click this button, like, hey, I'm hired. And so I became, like, a a cool commodity on there. So yeah. people actually just, like, reach out to me, like, all day. I can't even wow. keep up. Wow. I can't even keep up. So I'm, I'm like, I need to hire an admin. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I need to find somebody because I, w- I want to be able to take these people on, but I have to. Build a stronger structure. <laughs> yeah. I was going to get there. Like, yeah. Like, you're in this thing. yeah. So, like, where do you ultimately want to see um, this this go? Like, this part of your life in terms of life coaching. Um, you want to have like an office space with yeah people underneath you doing. Well, not underneath me. Yeah. I, I actually want a building, and yeah. uh, <laughs> I um I want to bring in. I want it to be coaching and consulting okay. the entire building and. and not just mental health, but just in general, because like I also coach people with uh, starting their businesses and stuff mm. like that, too. So that's that's something that I do, too. Um, um, so I with my coaching, I want to have 40 clients in rotation mm. uh, monthly. And um, I want to I'm currently in the process of writing books because um, I have one book already, but mm. I wanted to you know, be for coaching. Um, and so like, and I, um, a coaching program where people don't necessarily have to see me as their coach, but they can, um, download the content so it can help them without, you know, cause some people don't, don't want to be bothered. <laughs> they want the help, but they don't necessarily want to be bothered because it's like, you already going through stuff in your mind. You really don't want that interaction all the time. It's, it's, it's pressure. Um, so yeah, that that's when it comes to my coaching uh, to travel nationwide because mm. right now I'm I'm my clients are nationwide, mm. so um, so that would be like so awesome and to have my platform um, to speak. You know, yeah. I, I can see you doing like some seminars. Yes. you know, selling oh out God. arenas. <laughs> yes, that that is definitely the goal. Like that would fuel me. Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah. So in, I want I have a question about entrepreneurship. Is someone born an entrepreneur or can you learn how to become one? I feel like it, me personally, I feel like you have to have some type of like internal drive that kind of pushes you to do it. And people just don't have it. What do you think? You definitely have to have a drive. But I I was like I was born from hustlers. So yeah. I think that hustle was already in my blood. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And I, um, but just being around. So as I'm growing up, I'm. I'm around people that's like just getting it. That's just like working hard. So I think that rubbed off on me as an influence. But then I also think that I was, I just had that mindset and I'm like, I'm like the person that just like want power. So, so that like drives me. Right. So I was like, okay. And, and, and it's, it's really important for me to, for self mastery. So I'm like, okay. Um, I, I think entrepreneurship can be taught, um, aspects of being an entrepreneur but i think you have to have that inside of you yeah yeah because yeah, I, I just think you know there's I so think. many books out there there's so many um youtube videos about you know how to be an entrepreneur but at the end of the day only a small percentage of people actually mm-hmm. make it right mm-hmm. they're truly successful 
Um, and I have a lot of friends who are like, you know, I want to start these businesses, but when it gets going, like when the going gets tough, right, they just kind of walk away. Yeah. Um, and so it just takes that, that persistence and that drive and that leap of faith. And I guess that belief in yourself is so it, important. It takes a lot to, to, to try something on a Tuesday that doesn't work. And then Wednesday get up and just keep going at it. And thir- it, it, mm. it takes a lot to, for things to not work and for you to just be like relentless in your approach. Like, okay, well, so I can figure this out. I can figure this out. So like, I'm, I'm always like <laughs> strategize everything. Yeah. Um, so I, I think it, it's, it's something that always been in me. Yeah. I, I do. Yeah. I think yeah. we just, I think in general, people have this con. It's a, it's a very weird relationship with failure. I think um, it's like you kind of see success everywhere you go, whether it's on Instagram, you know, Twitter, Facebook, people are putting up the positive things they're putting out the, the great things that they're doing, but they're not showing you the failure that, that it took to get there. Right. Yeah. And so in our minds, we're like, Oh, I can be successful. Look easy. Like they did it. You know, they're doing what they're doing. Um, but you don't really understand like what it takes and the hard work and the sweat yeah. you got to put in. Mm-hmm. And I think that's going to be a detriment to our society because these kids are growing up. They're seeing these successful, you know, musicians artists basketball players but again they just think that oh i could just grab a ball and shoot it and i'm good yeah um and you don't see the hours that lebron is putting in the gym you know the the um how much pain he's in every day right Mm -hmm. and i think is we got to get people to sort of see you know what it truly takes to be in these positions so for you what advice would you give to someone like a young entrepreneur like maybe someone who's in high school looking to start a business who may not want to go to traditional route of college what do you say to them Influence is really important. Um, influence. You have to put yourself in, in, um, around the right people. Mm-hmm. Definitely. That plays a, a lot on when it comes to just your self esteem and just the energy too. Um, but keep going. Just keep mm-hmm. going. Believe in yourself and just know that whatever you want, it is attainable. Mm-hmm. No matter how big, no matter how small, no matter if someone says you can't do this, you're not qualified, mm-hmm. you tell yourself you can, yeah. you can. And then um, also pray, pray, yeah. Heavenly Father, because <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't do nothing without him, Like <laughs> you know, um, yep. seriously. But you can do whatever it is that you put your mind to do. If that's mm-hmm. what you want, you can do it, period. Yeah. So how have like the mentors in your life, how have, have they helped you and guided you? Uh, self accountability. Yeah. yeah, be like, hey, I don't like the way mm-hmm. you're doing that. I don't mm-hmm. like the way you're doing business. It's like, oh, okay, but I, but it's like I know it. You know, in, in some aspects, it's like, but you have somebody that that is accomplished or just show that discipline. Um, just within themselves, it's, it's easy to trust them when mm-hmm. they say like, hey, you know. So, um, but so just for someone to tell me. Like it's okay to um to not know everything. It's mm-hmm. okay, and like I said, the self accountability to be like. <laughs> oh, oh, she's being funny. Right? She's being funny. It's, okay. like, it's, yeah, right, it's definitely okay to, to not know everything. Um, and if you don't know something, it's okay to to say, "Hey, I don't know this." Um, what else? Influence, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and then um, just uh. Help me accountable. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. I think mentors are kind of underrated, um, you know, resources that people all need. Mm-hmm. You know, I wouldn't be where I was in my life without people, you know, supporting me who have been through it, who you know, usually like older, older people have been through some of the same situations. They have the best advice and they, they 
give you the guidance. They give you, you know, the support when you need it. They let you know you're doing it wrong. We need to know. Um, and that's amazing. I think that one, besides financial capital that we kind of like in the black community is social capital. So those networks, those supports, those resources, we don't have a lot of that, right? Yeah. So for you, how are you looking to build that social capital within the community? Um. Okay, that's a great question. So just just even like with you guys, right? Like with Damien just introducing me, um, <coughs> we're passing my information over to you. So like just, just influences like this, um, I always feel like we can meet up and yeah. we can exchange information. And then if I know that you're interested in something, mm-hmm. then I'm like, Hey, will you come here? Like, or just, just an invite just to keep the energy going. Um, because it is truly like who you know, who you around at the mm-hmm. time. You know, yeah. I don't think it's all about education. Education is, is wonderful, but mm-hmm. then I also feel like it's, it's just about the influence as well. Um, so everywhere that I go, I just, um, I just meet people and, and I keep those people in my back pocket and yeah. be like, Hey, okay. So I know this person's interested in this and I just try to keep that going. If, if that makes sense. It definitely does. Yeah. I, um, I, I had a question for you before we, okay. before, before we wrap it up. I wanted to know, uh, where can people find a love book and like, um, yeah. I thought that was pretty interesting. So you co-wrote that with your son or he wrote that mostly by himself? Oh, he wrote it by himself. Um, I, uh, wow. I had some parts of the illustration. That is all. Wow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's amazing. So he wrote it on his own. Um, is it on Amazon or? It is on Amazon. So it's a love book. It's actually in Farmington Community Library as oh, well. Okay. Um, we have a Facebook page. So it's a Love in Mind publishing group on Facebook. Um, we also have Facebook of Our Hair Addiction as well. Um, yeah. So awesome. Okay. So I know you've been unofficially life coaching. Yes. <laughs> for a long time. For a long time. Yes. So what... Has it has the role of technology gotten played a bigger part in our I want to say like our mental health or our like our self destruction? Absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Because just think about like how we were when we was little. Like we didn't have all this extra trinkets and stuff like that, and mm-hmm. it just became more simpler. So like even when it comes to like the website, like the trolls and. Mm-hmm. Just it's a mean place like the web, you know, um, but even just with we're addicted to our phones, it's it's like a lot. So we tune out many things and we tune into this like this one thing. So I definitely think um, it plays a role. Um, yeah, I kind of went blank. That's <laughs> <laughs> the guy like a many things. But yeah, I mean, how, how often do you see people getting negative advice from? Like Google, because I'm sure a lot of people like Google stuff, like, you know, <laughs> like Google, like Google right. simple, yeah. right. simple sentence phrases. Something. Right. Hmm. I'm sure you run into some people like, yeah, Google, like, you know, <laughs> what are the symptoms of depression? Or, oh, right. OK. That's what you mean. Right. Um, Google is right sometimes, but then it's always it's always a reason underneath. Mm-hmm. So it's always a reason underneath. Right. So it's like, OK, Google can give you just like the basics, but not. Right. It, it won't go into depth on what's what's going on. Yeah. yeah. But when you talk to people, you, you know what's going on. Like I, I I know what questions to ask and get it out of them. And I'm like, okay, so have you thought about that that might mm-hmm. be why yeah. you you're feeling like this? Like, oh, oh, you you're right. And it's like, yeah, okay, well let's go a little deeper. So yeah. I just got a thought. Mm-hmm. We need to get Paige and you connected <laughs> to get this content. Yes. <laughs> <All right? laughs> 
Absolutely. I'm get all a, for it. Get a little Absolutely. YouTube, you know, yes. station going of your mm-hmm. content, your work. Yes. I think about it. It'll reach audiences, you know, get you, you know, greater notoriety. It'd be great. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I want to thank you again for, you know, taking the time out and speaking to us. Um, like any for the group, any any like final words in terms of this idea of, you know, balancing our, ourselves, you know, mental, spiritual, emotional balance um, and kind of the need to like talk with people about that. I mean, I agree with our guests. I think we have to, you know, do the work. You know, we have yeah. to really find it within ourselves to find that balance and not look for the answer to just find us. Yeah. I appreciate where we are in the moment. Like we always want to want more, you know, not really mm-hmm. appreciating the moment that we're in. And I think sometimes if we just stop and just appreciate where we are and just count the things that we're grateful for, that right there is, is huge too. Yeah. yeah. Don't compare yourself to anybody. Yeah. Only sure. you yesterday. That's what my therapist <laughs> tells me. So yeah. yeah, the guest had it right at the top of the hour. Uh don't half ass it. You gotta be <laughs> right. like when you're ready to do it, you gotta be all in. Yeah. yeah. When you're ready to um do the work and improve, self improve. Yeah. And I'm I'm with all you all. I think that in terms of our own our physical, you know, emotional, spiritual health health, we have to be willing to get support. Right, we got to destigmatize this. Um, you know, especially in our communities, we have to realize that we none of us have it together. We may look like we're perfect on the outside. We may look like we have it, you know, together and we're, we're strong. No one's strong. So, um, I encourage you all to, you know, try to reach out to Catherine. You know, I don't know if you have like a website or something they can, or a email address they can yes. reach out to you. Or, um, take take your time because <laughs> we want to make sure that we we're, we're get some clients for you. All right, just in case you need a life coach, everybody. Thank you. Right, we got to help each other out. Okay. Yeah, but um, it's just important for us to realize that our mental health is just as important as anything you know that we have. So, you know, continue to seek support if you need it. Um, talk to professionals. Um, talk to family, friends, because again, I think it's important to, to feel like you're not the only one going through a situation. Yeah, yeah definitely. So, um, where they can reach me is um, info dot call your coach at gmail. Dot com. Info. Dot yes. At gmail. Dot com. Yes. Well, we appreciate you, Catherine. Thank you so much. Thank you for, for coming here. Me. Yeah. And Paige, thank you uh, for being our our guest host again. Hopefully, you come back for next week. I will. Uh, <laughs> I'll try to. <laughs> awesome. But thanks for having me. Two weeks in a row. This is. This yeah, is cool. we we might have to have a permanent space for you, you know, right uh, there. Don't, don't put pressure on her. <laughs> Why not? Come on, come on, Paige. <laughs> Paige got enough going on. Well, you know, <laughs> just add an extra hour to your day, you know, for something else. But again, please like and share. Uh, it's been a great talk. We look forward to speaking to you again next week.